What's good, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages? Listen, I popped in here before the episode starts just to say, I can't believe we are embarking upon episode number nine. Do you know what that means? That means that season one is almost a wrap. And that's crazy because it seems like just yesterday I was introducing myself to you guys in episode number one. Time flies when you're truly having fun. So if you've been here, I just want to say thank you for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with your girl. If you have not had an opportunity, then I admonish you to go back, listen to each and every lady who I interviewed because they shared unique perspectives from very different spaces and walks of life. And yeah, let's get into it. Well, hello and happy Friday to all my sheroes out there. Welcome to another edition of She's Relentless Podcast, where we take a very necessary pause to highlight and celebrate women who are doing amazing things in their communities to impact the world, to improve the world, and they just need to be celebrated for all of their brilliance. I am your host, Shonda Matthew. And it is my pleasure to facilitate this conversation today. If this is your first time here, then a very special welcome to you. I invite you to go back and listen to all of the other queens who have spoken to see how they too can add value to your life. Now that all the house is out of the way, let's go. I want to introduce you to my guest today. Gwen's career in entertainment began at the age of four. She was classically trained to sing and play the piano in Oregon from ages four to 10. Gwen transitioned to the clarinet in junior high school. She was also a member of her high school band and choir. Upon graduation, Gwen pursued a career in film production, culminating in a Bachelor of Arts degree in mass communications with an emphasis on radio, TV, and film from the Clark Atlanta University. Gwen began acting in her early 40s and has been in several theater productions, films, and made her network TV debut in 2021 on the hit TV show, Swagger. Gwen is blessed to have a husband, three children, one grandchild, a fur baby named River, and a grand fur baby named Dakota. Without further ado, I introduce you to my guest, Gwen Johnson. How are you, Gwen? (laughs) I'm fine. How are you, Shonda? (laughs) I am amazing, and it's great to hear your voice today. Thank you for agreeing to be here with us on She's Relentless. I know that our listeners are in for a treat. So before we go too deep into our interview, why don't you just take a moment to tell people who is Gwen outside of the accolades, the titles, just who is Gwen as a person? Well, uh, outside of being Gwen L. Johnson, you know. (laughs) Right, your government name. (laughs) Well, yeah, my government name actually is my stage name as well. I um. I, I discovered that I couldn't just go by Gwen Johnson because it was already taken up on IMDb. So I had to L, add the L in there like Samuel L. Jackson. So I'm Gwen L. Johnson. 
which is my government slash stage name. But I am, you know, other than being a wife, a mother, I'm a a woman of God, a strong, strong believer uh, in the faith. Um, I'm also a gym junkie. You know, I, I, I used to weigh over 300 pounds, about 320-ish or so, uh, and I lost about 150-ish pounds um, on my own, no um, uh, weight loss surgeries and medications, because back then at that time, they weren't doing, insurance wasn't paying for them, so mm-hmm. I had to kind of do it the old-fashioned way, which is good, though, mm-hmm. because what I learned is it taught me self-love, self-discipline, consistency, and commitment, which is some of the ingredients needed for success in life. And by transitioning from to a, a, a healthier lifestyle that incorporated changing my eating habits and you know, exercising. It just gave me balance to just, you know, just other areas of my life. And so today I, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm grateful to God to have kept the weight off. I started losing weight in 2004 and probably by 2010, I had pretty much gotten down to the size that I am now. And here in 2022, I'm, you know, st- I've been able to maintain and it's a journey. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like being uh, addicted to a drug, you know, it's one day at a time with with a seven step program. So I'm challenged by good food, you know, because I love food and I I can tend to be a little bit of an emotional eater. But, you know, I just I'm just grateful to God for that journey to be blessed, to be healthy. You know, and aside from that, I love to travel. I love to spend time with my family when I'm, you know, when I'm not acting and, you know, having to do those things and in the gym and, uh, you know, just things like that. I'm, 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 I'm a big advocate of family. So uh-huh. as much time as I can spend with my family, especially in lieu of the pandemic and hopefully we're on the side of the endemic, I, I really see the value of, of that more now than even before, even though I enjoy doing that. But yeah, that's a lot of, some of the little things about Okay, me okay. Do. And you know what, Gwen, you... <laughs> I forgot about plus size Gwen. You've been fine so long. I forgot about that. I just see you like, woo, she killing it in that outfit. So, wow. Thanks for the reminder because I literally forgot about that. And that, you know, is a, just take that nugget. That's a glimpse shot of the new things that God wants to do in you, he yeah. can transform you so well to people don't even remember the old you. That so is true. That's that a is word. True. That's a word right there. But now listen, you and I first met, let's mm-hmm. travel back for a moment. We first met when you were casted for a lead role in one of my father's plays. My dad is a playwright, as you know, Mr. Carl Davis. I don't remember which production it was, but all I remember is when you left the audition room, all of us judges just sat at the table like nobody spoke. And we were just like thinking the same thing. How many more people we got to listen to before we can call her back? (laughs) I'm serious. Because you commanded the room and you nailed it. So tell us a little bit about when this itch for acting first began and how how did that start? (laughs) 
Okay. Well, oh gosh, first, let me just say thank you. I absolutely had no idea I had done so well. <laughs> um, uh, the, to be honest, my career started out in music. I always saw myself on the red carpet. I used to stand in front of the bathroom mirror practicing my acceptance speech, holding a hairbrush as my microphone. And I really just figured it would all come from music. Um, but believe it or not, it was your father's stage production of I Had My Chance. I'm going to let you off the hook. <laughs> I've had my chance. I've okay. had my chance. That was my very first gig as an actress. No and way. Literally, yes. And literally wow. the start of my acting career that I'm blessed to have today. I mean, that's really where I got bit by the bug. You know, I mean, I remember I found out about your uh, the project attending church service at Fellowship of Prayer. Do you remember that church? I do off of Cascade Road. Yes. Your father um, was handing out um, these flyers uh, mm -hmm. at the end of church service about the auditions for the play. And looking back on that now, I can see that God was aligning me with my purpose because prior to going to church that day, I had watched a recording of a well-known stage play and the scenes were so funny. The actors were actually laughing a few times themselves, which is kind of called breaking character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that at that time. And I just remember saying to myself, God, it must be nice to have a job where you can just laugh and have mm. fun like that. And so when I, when your dad put that flyer in my hand, I was like, oh, well, let me go try out for this. I had no idea. I was, I vividly remember being so nervous at that audition. I definitely didn't expect to be cast as lead. Okay, wait, wait, wait. See, now I'm a teacher at heart. And so every opportunity I get, I'm Holy Spirit just allows me to illuminate. That's why we need to just smile and accept compliments and and blessings when they come our way. Had you come in there explaining that this was your first time, then we may have looked at it in a different light. But you were ready. You showed up and you were ready. And I had no idea that that was your first time until right now. Wait till I tell yep. Maybe he knows. But and, that, <laughs> and that's why I'm so... I'm, I feel so honored to be invited to your show today because, you know, it was literally your father's production where all wow. of this got started. All of this got started. My goodness. Well, let me ask you, Gwen, what do you believe are the ingredients that make a good actress great? And then tell us, who is your all-time favorite female actress? You probably have several. But what do you think makes a good actress a great one? And then who is number one on your list? Hmm. Well, that is a great question. Um, there are some industry mentors that I glean from personally when it comes to striving for greatness. And one is Denzel Washington and the other is Will Smith. Will Smith, just to put this out here, out there right quick, he he was instrumental in making in, in helping me not flob your dad's play with all those lines as a lead actress. Because his tip was to learn my lines and everybody's lines in the scene with me so that if the other actors drop their line, you can 
keep the scene going. I was like, oh, okay. That's great so, advice. Wow. Yeah. So I learned that play from the beginning to the end and from the end to the beginning. And those things really did happen on stage, which is really important because on stage, you can't hit, you know, you can't say cut and restart. It's all live. So the audience don't know you mess up unless you let them know. So one day I hope to work with Will Smith. But back to your question. Um, Denzel, to paraphrase Denzel, he said, put God first. He says, don't mistake movement with progress because you can run in place. Without commitment, you'll never start. He says, without consistency, you'll never finish. Mm. He says, it's not easy. You'll fall down seven times, get up eight. He says, you get there by hard work, by sawing one log at a time to become a 20-year overnight success. So to me, that's that was profound. And that, that's, that's great advice. I could I could see that being something that an anybody that wanna be great needs to do, but especially as an actor. Mm-hmm. And then Will Smith said, he said, he will not be outworked by anyone. He says, while others are sleeping, he's working. While others are eating, he's working. He says, if he gets on a treadmill with you, you're getting off first or he's dying on the treadmill. <laughs> and he said, he who says he can't and he who says he can are both usually right. And he says, attack all your fears and just lay one brick at a time. Wow. And it That's was just stuff. some, it was really good stuff. And when I, and, and I think that that's what it takes to be to some of the things that it takes to really be great at anything, but especially in this industry as an actor, because this industry is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So it's not going to people that you see now, a lot of these new faces that you see popping up on these new shows. They've been grinding for a long time. They've been grinding for a long time and you just Mm -hmm. can never get up, give up. You can't Mm -hmm. quit. You have to keep going. Now, let me let me interrupt you because those are wonderful. But can we talk about Viola? Can we talk about Octavia? I want to know who is your favorite. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you just said it. It is Viola. I, I okay. both, it is Viola. I love. She's amazing. Love, love Viola Davis. She is. Oh my God, she is so amazing. She's everything. I mean, she and I don't so mean amazing. to snub the brothers, but you know we over here talking about queens that's doing the dang thing. Right, <laughs> and she she really is. She is so. Everything I look at, she's believable. You know, when I listen to some of the things, because it's her method of, uh, she says she doesn't memorize lines. She memorizes context. And when I started doing that, that helps me with the lines. That's how I approach my work. When I'm looking at the material and mm. I'm looking at the lines, I memorize the context. So she's 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 a very good, she's another industry mentor that I glean from a lot. She said something the other day that I heard. She says, there's no vanity in acting. There's no place for vanity in acting. Mm. And I was like, I thought about that, you know, because I'm always, you know, taking these pictures. So, you know, like we all do on social media, getting glammed right. up and stuff. But when she said that, 
I understood. She means that you have to be comfortable in the bare bones of nakedness and right. vulnerability and maybe not the most because some characters are just that. And you have to be able to lend your vessel to those characters in that state of being. Wow. And I was like, wow, okay. That's you know, let me let me not worry about how I look sometimes, you know. Sometimes no filters, I like no filter without all, all the filters. It's mm -hmm. it's so freeing. That is so freeing. And I I just I love her. I mean, that's that's my favorite. She's amazing. Now, Gwen, shifting gears just a little bit. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to to listen to any of the previous shows, but we're it's about relentless women who mm -hmm. refuse to quit in the face of their dreams. So with that being said, can you tell us some of the major challenges or setbacks that you have had on your journey? You can talk about in your professional life or professionally, major setbacks where you thought it was over and you just didn't want to go any further. And then let us know, how did you bounce back from those situations? Hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> professionally speaking, I did take a about a four-year hiatus from acting. I had really actually, <laughs> not too many years after I did the play, I did your father's play and I did a couple other plays. And I think it was between... Um, about 2011, 2012, I think, I, I don't know, something happened, shifted in my life. I was, a, you know, and I had said, you know, I'm not going to act anymore. I'm just, I'm done with it. You know, taking these classes and getting confused and you got to be careful about the classes you take because everyone's not actors. We wear our hearts on our sleeves, which is can, it's a great thing because we need all those emotions. But it's also easy for us to be, you know, the wrong mentoring can mm -hmm. kind of crush us a little bit. So I was under some mentorship that wasn't for me. I won't say that mm -hmm. it's not a good fit for anyone else, but not for me. Right. And so I quit. I did. I quit. Four years. I was done. And in 2016, one of my friends, peers, actors, Precious Collie, I never will forget her. Thank her today, too. She told me to thank her when I get my Oscar. I told <laughs> her. You better say when you get your Oscar. When I get I my you. Oscar. That's what she said. You better thank me. She called me one day. I was. It's October. I never will forget it. October 2016, she called me. She says, Gwen, what are you doing? I says, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. She said, well, get up off the couch. You're coming in prof tonight. Okay. And she told me where it was located. I said, I, well, I, before I could say no, she hung up the phone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So that went well. And so I was like, well, you know, I guess I better. I'm one of those people. I don't like to let people down. I got to work on that. So even though I didn't say yes, I didn't really say no. She didn't give me a chance. She hung up. And so I was like, okay, well, I haven't seen her in forever. So I hadn't seen her since I quit acting, really. Because uh, she was in that class that I was in that wasn't good fit for me. So I went, went to class. I saw her, which was great. And that pulled me back in 2016. Mm. See, and we all need that kind of friend. That's that kind of friend that's like, oh, no, you're not. Right. What, you what we're not going to do today is give up. 
is so give up. I'm thankful for her. <laughs> right. And it, it pulled me back in, in 2016. And I made a vow then, and it's on my vision board, just not to quit. No matter how tough it gets, don't quit. And it did get a little tough because after I, after the hiatus, it was a setback for my career in a way because it, so much had changed in the industry when I returned. Now, some of the changes were great, like the shift to include a more diverse group of artists. You know, the industry, you know, wanted to see real people. You know, they want to see real people now, I should say. And so they started creating content that was more diverse and inclusive, which mm -hmm. opened the doors for, you know, actors of all sizes, shapes, ethnic ethnicities and hues, right. which was mm -hmm. definitely a win, huge win for me. Mm -hmm. However, on the flip side, <sighs> I re-entered at a time where social media was a major part of the industry game. Huh. And it's, you know, for actors to have a strong social media presence with solid followers. So, I mean, the visibility is great for marketing and it can create opportunities within the industry for an actor to have. But me, being I'm a Generation X baby, so I'm telling on myself, uh -huh. uh, navigating my way around social media is a little challenging. And uh -huh. I'm still learning how to do all of this social media stuff. So in some days, I'll be honest with you, I'd just rather have brain surgery. So <laughs> that's been probably the most challenging. Yeah. But yeah. you are you're out here and you're doing it and you look like you are enjoying yourself. No one knows but you the challenges, the behind the scenes challenges. And I just commend you for still being here. And um, you, tell us a little bit about Swagger. Like, how did that come to be? Because you work so hard, you work so hard. And that's why they tell people to stay ready because all it takes is one yes. All it yeah. takes is one yes to change everything. So how in the world did that come to be? And what was your initial reaction like? Oh, God, you would have thought I had won the Oscar. So <laughs> it, um, it really, I auditioned for it. You know, that's what we do as actors. You know, we audition. That's really literally the definition of a professional working actor is to audition. It's really not to book the role. That's, that's what we want to do. But we are considered working actors when we audition. So when I auditioned for it, you know, it was a good audition, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was you're going to book. So when I got the call, oh, my God, I, I everybody screamed so loud. I was just super uber excited. And I remember going to the airport. They brought a car. To, I mean, it was experience. They they traveled me there um, to and from the airport, to and from set. You know, all the experience on set was awesome. I mean, hair and makeup, wardrobe. It was just an amazing thing. And I, I was great. I was honored to be, you know, blessed with that opportunity because it was. And um, that's where, you know, we get our new actors can really get a break in mm -hmm. is through these new shows. So I, I, I felt really blessed. To have I don't that want to get ahead of myself, but can you tell our listeners how to be able to see you? What network uh, is it still currently airing or? 
Yes, it is streaming right now on Apple TV Plus. I'm in episode three. My character's name is Cynthia. Uh, it's a great show. It's I think it's produced by uh, some of the same people. Well, it's got the same uh, um, tone as Friday Night Lights. So it's a t it's a basketball show, kind of loosely based on Kevin Durant's uh, basketball days when he was a youth. So it's got that vibe like uh, Friday Night Lights has. And it's just a really good family-oriented show. O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Ice Cube's son, is on it. I mean, it's got a lot of amazing uh, wow. cast uh, lead characters. And it's just a fun show. Mm -hmm. I, See, I ladies, that sounds too. like, um, ladies, that sounds like some way you may be able to get your, your guy to sit down and, and, and uh, <laughs> have some oh, yeah. time with you. If it's a centered around basketball, you know, we have to be strategic. Yes, <laughs> I would I would definitely encourage that. I think that, that yes, your guy would like that show. It's a great show, yes. So shifting gears just a little bit, Gwen, I noticed recently that you're getting into some facet of event planning or hosting. I don't know exactly, but you're going to tell me. And then I want to know, is it a hobby or are you endeavoring to become a small business? Tell us a little bit more about that, because you are you don't just work in one vein. You've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> absolutely. So, no, I really wish I could say that I was because I absolutely love event planning and hosting. But honestly, I was just assisting my daughter who was hosting an event for a group of her friends who are small business owners, which does include me as well, because I, I, as a professional actor, I'm technically self-employed and CEO of my own business. But I was just being mommy bear that day. However, oh, well, you however, doing well, honey, I was like, look at Gwen, what she, what she got going on now? <laughs> But however, event planning and hosting are definitely favorite hobbies of mine, and I do enjoy doing them. Now, to your second question, as far as my endeavors uh, as a small business owner, I actually do own um, my own production companies, Boss Moves Productions, LLC. Oh. So whatever content that I create and produce now, like a ticket in the future, you know, it's through my company. So I do have that. That's my, that's, that's my great. baby. That's great because there's nothing like ownership. Yes. Nothing like ownership. Well, I saved this question for last. You recently celebrated 25 years of marriage to your king, Mr. Kirby Johnson. And you two are one of the absolute cutest couples on the internet. I just love seeing you. You, you, can't, you, you all are out a lot. You glammed up and doll. Like you said, that's social media. But can we talk about real life for a second? Let us know what does it take to be and stay a relentless wife in a kingdom marriage? Now, I'm not talking about this swinging and all this new age stuff. That, a kingdom marriage. Talk to us uh, wives or those who are aspiring to be a wife about how you made it to 25 years with Mr. Johnson. Okay. Well, whew, that's loaded, but thank you. Yes, it's definitely not easy. The first 15 years of our marriage was absolutely rough, but I'm a ride or die wife and he's a ride or die husband. So I think part of the vows 
till death do we part. We took literally. And I think that comes from our old school upbringing. So we stayed committed to that and trusted God to get us through the rough stuff. But what I'd like to say to all couples, especially young couples, is that it took a lot of hard work, prayer, patience, communication, love, hate, yes, hate, love again, forgiveness, and the willingness to get marriage counseling to realign and protect the investment because marriage is a huge investment. I mean, you got to bring something to the table. You can't come empty handed. I mean, I remember on our first date, my husband and I, we kind of vibe from the start, which a lot of people do, but we ended up talking about eight hours and we talked about everything from God to politics and a whole lot of miscellaneous stuff in between. <laughs> and by the end of our conversation, we had a rough draft blueprint for our dating life going forward. Hmm. And um, because we had, you know, now laid see, out the expectations. Call, that's what you call vetting. Right. That, that was some serious vetting right, right. there. Right. <laughs> we did. And I say, it, you know, we laid out those expectations in the conversation. And I say rough draft because things change and people change over time. And you have to be willing to go back through that rough draft and make adjustments. And one important thing my husband and I both believe is it doesn't take many years of dating to determine if you want to marry a person. I'm not saying that there should be a timeline on dating either. Just saying that it usually don't take that long for the red flags in a person's character to surface when you're dating. We just overlook them sometimes. Marriage. sometimes selectively overlook exactly exactly we do we do and that's where we kind of but marriage is really to to me it's the merging and lifelong rough draft adjustments of two different people that are imperfect with their own ideas and dreams who are committed to being together forever i mean there are no perfect people and i think when i stopped looking for perfection things became a lot better and clearer for me so i believe in finding a suitable mate not a perfect one and by suitable i mean one who is an asset to your strengths and offsets your weaknesses and vice versa it creates balance. And that's what I have with my king. And he has with me as his queen. And Ooh, it works for us. I got the chills over here. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. And something you said reminded me of something my own mother told me. And if she hears this, she's going to get me. But y'all, they're somewhere close to 30, I think. Yeah. Somewhere close to 30 years. And one thing she said, she said that scripture, Shonda, and the two shall become one. That's she it. said it took me a while to realize that doesn't happen just one time. Mm -hmm. People think the two shall become one. It's just one time and then you got it. She said, but people change. So as he changes and then as I change, then we got to become one again. As right. they, as your mate evolves, you continue to evolve and become one. And I thought that was powerful and profound. I had never really thought about it that way. So thank you for sharing those gems because I know you all must be doing something right. And you said in the beginning that Christ was at the center and you took for better or for worse to heart. And yeah. so thank you for sharing that. I, um, I know I said that was the last question, <laughs> but I would like to ask you, I would be remiss to have you on my platform because who knows where Gwen is going to go. And I do, I want to be able to say, hey, I interviewed her in 2022. Here's the proof. You want to see it? Here it goes. <laughs> 
I would like to get a monologue from you. Give us something, 30 seconds or less. And you are a professional. So I know you got this. Just give us a monologue. Tell us who she is and maybe a little bit about what it's about. And um, let us let us hear your the best of you. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's... You got this. Been with you. I've been standing right here with you, Troy. I got a life too, but I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot with you. Don't you think I ever want another chance? Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? What about my life? What about me? Give you that. <laughs> oh, listen, you got me wanting to go in on Troy, and I don't even know him. I felt that. <laughs> listen, you know, I give it all to the uh, God first, but you know, the Queen, you know, Miss Viola. But I mean, you know, that's that's oh. the one that I did do. I mean, and it, and it and I and I am blessed, you know, that it it because when you tackle something by someone that is of that you magnitude. Know, yes. You know, people like to make comparisons. So I knew that I was going to be going out on a limb and it's okay. I was ready for that, you know, because there's nothing new under the sun in Ecclesiastes. Everything that's been done has been done before. It's mm -hmm. just, we're just doing it differently. That was just, amazing. I felt that you know, those so. emotions come so quickly that's why i know you're a professional listen gwen it's been a pleasure i thank you for saying yes i thank you for being here today but as i do with all of my guests before i let you go i want to have a little fun what i call a rapid fire round of questions yes ma'am. so they're going to come at you kind of fast but it's nothing hard i promise so just say the first thing that comes to your mind you ready i am here we go Ice cream or yogurt? Yogurt. Barbecue or seafood? Ooh, seafood. <laughs> no brainer, huh? No brainer. Being in your industry, you prefer a suspense thriller or comedy? Comedy. Would you rather go dancing or have a spa day? Spa day any day. <laughs> I know you like to change it up, queen. So braids for you or wigs? Oh, I, 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 I'm a wig queen. <laughs> okay. Android or Apple? Android. All right. Miss Cecily Tyson or Ruby D? Well, that's hard to call, but that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Cecily Tyson, I think. <laughs> wow. If someone gave you one hour with Tyler Perry or eight hours with Steven Spielberg, which one would you choose? I would probably ask them to bring them both in the room and give me nine hours. <laughs> Listen, y'all see how she worked that out. <laughs> well, Gwen, that is it. I just thank you again and I wish you all the best. You are thank definitely you. a relentless woman. 
you I'm so happy that you ended the hiatus. I'm so happy that you didn't quit because entertainment is a very important part. Real life trials, tribulations, stress, they come at us. And mm-hmm. we need we need you to make us laugh. We need you to give us a brain break from the stresses of life. So thank you so much. And you just continue to go on. Anytime you have anything major going on, you always have a platform here. And uh, last but not least, tell people how they can connect with you. Do you have a website or you can drop your social media handles right now? Yes. It's Gwen L. Johnson. Uh, you can also look me up on IMDb, uh, which is a movie database as Gwen L. Johnson. And I'm on Instagram at Gwen Boss Moves. And that's awesome. how you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for you listeners, as I tell you from week to week, if you see a woman doing the things that you desire to do, don't be intimidated. Ask questions. Learn from her. On the contrary, if you look around your circle and you don't see anybody who's doing what you desire to do, that's your cue to take a deep breath, roll up your sleeves, and put in the work to blaze your own trail. Because you too are relentless. Until next time. It's a lamp unto your feet, and it's a light unto your path. Every time you read the word, you